Hi everyone, this is Russell Hathcock with the Zen Rent Investment and Success Podcast. Um, we like to talk to real estate business professionals, um, get their perspectives and um, where they've come from and where they've gone with their career. So we like to talk with individuals that, that can share their nuggets of wisdom um, about real estate and, uh, particularly, but you know, and how that's brought uh, success to their life and investment. So, um, so we, 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 we pick a wide variety of, of real estate professionals. Um, but I do like to talk to my fellow property managers. And today I have Stacy Sawyer. Did I say that correct? Yes, Sawyer? you did. Good job. Okay. You did. Awesome. So Stacy and I, so truth be told, um, we've never met. This is the first time us having a face and, and actually like it that way. It's sort of a get to know you on air sort of thing. Um, and so we can uh, learn from you. But anyway, the reason I like Stacy is we're, we've been, we're both on in NARPUM. Uh, we've met through uh, some Facebook uh, chat rooms. And so we've kind of seen each other around the property management space. So I get little insights on her business. And so I can identify that, that she's has a, a runs a great uh, business there. Um, but so just to paraphrase, Stacy grew up in, how do you say that? Skagit Valley? Yeah, Skagit Valley. Skagit yeah. Valley, and that's in Washington, right? Yeah, Washington State, yeah, Pacific Northwest. We're north okay. of Seattle. Nice. And so you've been in the, it, it, property management or just real estate for 15 years, or is, has your whole career been in property management? Um, so actually going on 16 years this year. So um, I started in property management primarily, um, but then, of course, you know, learned how to do sales and now do both. Basically. Yeah, so uh, it says here you've managed and leased over 2,000 properties in the, um, I, you got some funky names there, Snohomish, is that, did I say that right? <laughs> I, know. I know, we do have very weird names in the Pacific Northwest, Snohomish, um, <laughs> yeah, Snohomish County area, I guess like well over 2,000 in my career, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And so do you, do you currently have a portfolio valued at 30 million? Is that your? Uh, probably more because I actually just bought another real estate brokerage. Okay. Um, we closed on June 1st. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in your bio says, Stacy learned to serve well at a young age. Uh, so you lost your mom at age 16. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 From cancer. So she was um, sick for quite a few years. So I was the oldest. I have a brother and sister and kind of help take care of them. And, um, you know, while it was definitely a difficult time, we were actually very lucky because my mom was in the hospital in Seattle. Um, so back in um, that time in the early nineties, uh, traffic wasn't as bad. So it was pretty easy to zip on down and hang out with mom and then come back home. So there were a lot of families that actually had to like uproot their entire lives for months and actually move to Seattle. And so we were actually yeah. that way, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so how far, so what, what city do you live in or where, where's your business located primarily? So my office um, and address, everything is in Mount Vernon, Washington, okay. um, which is in Skagit Valley. Okay. Um, we are about 45 minutes south of the Canadian border and we're about 60 miles north of Seattle. Okay. And I use mileage for Seattle just because of traffic on I-5 to Seattle, I mean, it could take anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours to get to Seattle. Oh. Okay. So, so yeah. do you claim Seattle as part of your territory then? No, 
I don't know. We don't manage in Seattle. Um, so we primarily manage in Skagit, Snohomish, Island counties. Um, we do a little bit in Whatcom, which is actually Bellingham. Bellingham is um, kind of a larger city to the north of us. Okay. Snohomish County are our primary areas and just up and down I-5. Um, so if I had a map to show you, it would make more sense, but um, there's a lot, you know, on that I-5 corridor, um, mm. it's very um, populated, very well populated. Nice. Um, and then also, so it says here, uh, you've been very active in NARPM mm -hmm. from the uh, local chapter, the state chapter. Uh, you're also active in the uh, Mount Vernon Rotary Club and also the North at Puget, Puget, did I say that? Puget, Puget. Puget Sound of Realtors. Okay, so are you active in the Realtor Board as well? Uh, you know, I just joined the Communications Committee this year, actually, so it's been a little bit weird because of COVID. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm thankful, um, again, in, in my area, in Skagit County, Skagit Valley area, um, where I grew up, you know, kind of everybody knows each other, so I know everybody pretty much everybody on the communications committee, but it hasn't been like a normal year of volunteering. Yeah, uh, very good. So, what, so it seems like as I visit with people, um, everyone has a story about how they got into property management. It seems like there's very few and far between that was like, hey, I want to get into this. Where do you fit in? How did you get involved in property management? Yeah, so I actually got recruited. I actually didn't even know property management was a thing. <laughs> so, um, so I actually, gosh, I at a young age, I was 19. Um, so I actually started in retail um, in Skagit County and where I grew up um, as a kid, you know, you'd go work in the fields in the summer. So a lot of us at the age of 11, 12 would start working in the fields during the summer and we'd, you know, pick raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, as you got a little bit older, like maybe age 13, you'd get um, minimum wage to what they call rogue spinach. So you'd pick the male plants out, mm -hmm. the spinach rows. And anyway, so as you kind of get a little bit older, you get to go to like real jobs. I started at McDonald's when I was 15, and then I started at a retail store when I was 16. I was promoted to store manager at that company by the time I was 19, and I just kind of took the retail management path. Um, and I did that until I was, I think I was like 28, 29. Um, and I got a phone call from kind of a distant family member, I guess. It wasn't an actual family member, but kind of a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, that said, hey, I need a property manager and, you know, I think you do really well. And I said, okay, well, I, I'll come talk to you, but I have no idea what that even is. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of long story short, I got licensed because in Washington State, we all have to have a real estate license in order to um, do professional property management or do sales. So it's the same license, but all different jobs. Yeah, um, similar in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, so I got licensed and um, totally left the corporate world because I was working for Gap when I left. So I'm in mean, one of the top corporations in retail back then. Um, and completely gave up corporate world and went totally commission world because um, when I started, um, it was portfolio based where I was working and it was 100% commission and what you brought in is what you would make and the rest is history. Yeah. So you, did you get licensed right away or did you start as a leasing agent? 
Um, uh, no, I got licensed right away. So they actually had, I mean, I, I was great, you know, uh, lucky in the fact they had a book of business already that they needed someone to kind of take over. Um, so I got licensed right away and then took over that book of business and then just kind of learned, you know, I guess crash course and property management, like what to do, what not to do, how to do it. Did they have a good training program or did it just get sort of thrown to the wolves? Yeah, no, I literally got thrown to the wolves. Like I, yeah, there was no training. It was, hey, here's, you know, and this was back in what, 2004? Um, so. That's the same year I got started. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to remember. I mean, there was like, everything is paper. Um, we had cell phones, but it just, it was just different. You know, not the email, nothing was online. You know, people would come by the office to get the list of available rentals. Yep. You know, so yeah, it was, um, you know, obviously it's evolved, but no, there was no training. I didn't even, you know, I, so I had to learn everything, like what thermal couples are and hot water tanks to things about septic drain fields and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So were you working for a friend of a friend, family member, or they just referred you to another company? Yeah, no, I was working for, um, yes, so that's what I was working for first, and I worked for them for a few years, and then um, I actually had a client who wanted um, their properties managed in-house, and so I moved over to that, and then I was kind of an employee, but at the same time, at that point, I had um, gotten my designated broker's license, um, which is the license that you have to have in order to have your own real estate firm. In the state of Washington, so I basically opened up a real estate firm um, for that particular um, client because um, he was a home builder. Okay. And so we did that for a few years, I think around five or six years, um, and it, I was coming to the point of um, wanting to go open up my own. Yeah. I did, and he was getting to the point of he wanted to officially, officially retire because he keeps retiring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's an entrepreneur. Um, and so it actually just, the stars all aligned and it was perfect timing for both of us. So um, that's when I opened Leading Edge and um, that was in 2016. 2008, you started Leading Edge? No, 2016. 2016, okay. So started 2004, um, worked for a friend of a friend, family member, did that a couple years, split off for a couple years with a client that owned his portfolio and you're kind of the yeah. go-to manager for them. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of dissipated mutually and you started leading edge in 2016. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. 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 And I still manage for that client. So I still actually have some of their portfolio. Um, yeah. I don't have all of it just based on location. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, still a great relationship with that team as well. So. Ah, very good. So, uh, you start, so leading edge or did you, cause I, I know you do some real estate sales, but did you do property management and sales all together in 2016 or is that, um, did one lead to the other or is that kind of a tandem joint? Um, yes. Yeah, so we did. Yes. Yeah, so I did, um, I opened up my brokerage. So my official name is actually very long. It's leading edge. Property management and real estate is my official name. So I have a bunch of trade names and DBAs under that. 
Um, so my initial point, because when I opened up Leading Edge, I had clients. I already had a book of business and I, I knew how to grow that and I knew exactly what I wanted as far as making that kind of the perfect property management company, if you will. Um, so I worked pretty much tirelessly to get that set up. Um, meanwhile, I did have a sales division, um, but it wasn't you know something I focused on primarily. I mean, it was there, you know, um, you know, we did, we did sales transactions, but it wasn't our big main focus. So I got leading edge up to a point where I felt like, you know, this is a really good solid foundation. We have great systems. We've got, you know, great team. Um, that's when I started to explore like, Hey, now is my time. Now is the time to put, you know, all that energy into the sales department. And that's when I started exploring, like, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to work, you know, two years straight again, seven days a week, you know, and set up everything? Do I want to franchise? Um, so I kind of explored that for quite a few months. And then I actually um, met with Weicker Realtors and went back to New Jersey, um, met with their team, took a look at what they had going. And it just, again, was kind of like the stars aligned and it was mm -hmm as far as you know core values the systems the processes as you can probably tell i'm a very system process orientated person so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so i signed with them back in october uh, 2019 and that's kind of um been my focus from then it's kind of starting to grow that side of the business so uh so you've got leading edge property management and you so you also own or you own a franchise of weikert Realty. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and are those uh, licensed under your broker license or, I mean, are these, are these two separate entities just totally, or are they kind of tied no, together? It's all under the same. Yeah. So it's like the, yeah. you know, the umbrella and then you have, um, you know, just the different names. So everything's kind of the same. Um, yeah. yeah. So tell me um, at what point did you get into you know, how did your investment in real estate perspective change as your career evolved? Um, well, I mean, I've definitely been interested in it, um, you know, forever. I mean, I've, I've always been interested in real estate. In fact, my grandparents, um, you know, my, my parents grew up in the Bay Area in California, and my grandparents actually owned rentals, um, you know, ever since I can remember. Um, but they didn't hire a professional property management company, which is why I, think I didn't even really know that it was kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I got recruited, you know, they kind of always just self-managed and did not do it well. I mean, they did well, <laughs> like we still have the investments and they're paid for. Um, so that, that was good. But, you know, as time went on, um, you know, grandpa always, you know, he was the handyman and, you know, you know, basically they were like kind of the nightmare client that, you know, will come to us and you're like, oh my gosh, what kind of paperwork do you have? Or, oh wow, that tenant hasn't paid in six months. Okay. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, what I grew up around. Um, okay. So, so uh, investment real estate was not new to you when you sort of transitioned out of the retail space into property management, you kind of understood, hey, you can own a rental and someone can be paying that mortgage for you. So you, you kind of had that brick and mortar sense of what, what's happening. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then, you know, with my, um, with the kid's dad and former um, husband, yes, we actually owned a couple of rentals ourselves. So, you know, definitely into that, you know, for myself personally, as I'm, you know, kind of cascading through the years of, you know, my next goals, I'm actually looking toward uh, more doing like Airbnb type investments for myself, um, mostly kind of on a selfish um, uh, mindset, I guess, of where would I love to visit or live for a couple months out of the year? Okay. Um, so kind of like, hey, you know, and literally like looking at it worldwide. Um, so that's kind of the next step for me over the next few years of, you know, where would I like to purchase so that I can go there during the winter time um, and work remote. It's kind of my master plan. You know, that that's, that's a great master plan. Uh, honestly, I've, I've, considered some of those uh, thoughts myself <laughs> right i know well so we have like the perfect summers up here in the pacific northwest at least i think so um i love you know like this the weather is great the temperament the um we have the lakes the ocean the mountains um so i love our summers i love to paddleboard i like to go out you know do some hiking whenever possible um but i'm not a huge fan of our winters so mm. my master plan um, is to find some warmer places that are nice during the winter that I can eventually work remote. Yeah. So that was, you know, it's interesting because that's one of the things I've noticed in uh, some of the, uh, you know, social media groups that we're a part of. Um, you, you seem to be on the edge of working remote, but being using technology to be effective, be uh, relevant to the needs of not only the, 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 the landlord client, but the tenants. Uh, so that's one of the things I've noticed. You, you really have a great uh, balanced approach. Um, so how, how do you accomplish that? I mean, uh, I, I guess where, where did the technology aspect for you come in? What, what, what influence has there been on your career? You know, where, where did that influence come from, I guess? Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, again, it just kind of comes with luck. I mean, you know, starting in 2004, um, you know, learning the business, just learning the basics, you know, the foundation of property management and, you know, investment, real estate. And then, um, I, honestly, getting involved in NARPM was probably the one of the best things I've ever done for my career. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, when you're in when you're in real estate sales, it's different because it's, you know, real estate sales has been around forever and that group, you know, they have their, their group of people. But I feel like property management before the big technology boom of like Facebook and everything, you felt like you were on an <clears throat> island alone yep. and that all the problems you were having were like, you know, it's almost like you go to therapy. You're like, oh my gosh, is it me? Like, what is going on? Um, so when I went to my first NARPA meeting, I'm like, oh my gosh, I found my people. Like, yep. it's, it's me. Um, so I think just really getting involved with NARPA really helps where I am now in the fact of, you know, attending conferences, meeting vendors. Um, you know, because when you go to those trade shows, you know, after time after time, you're like, okay, well, I may not, you know, buy into this particular program this year, but oh, I know it's out there. So, you know, how can I like, what can I do this year to um, get to where I can afford that for next year or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think I just kind of got lucky in the fact of that. And then opening up Leading Edge in 2016, you know, it seems like Facebook kind of exploded as far as like all the different groups. Yeah. So I learned a lot. I mean, and I, and I have to really be, you know, thankful and grateful for, you know, all those people that, you know, share their processes and what they were doing and what they were using. Um, Cause I just would read and like ask questions. And I think that's the other thing about me personally is I don't have a problem asking somebody a question. Like if I want to know the answer, I just ask. And I will reach out to people all the time. Like, oh, hey, I saw you mention this, you know, do you mind talking to me for 15 minutes and telling me how you use it or whatever. Um, so I think there's kind of that. And then, um, you know, all the different tools that we've used like Tenet Turner and, you know, Lead Simple, um, our websites with PMW. So just kind of getting to know like all those different things and how they kind of all tie in together. And, and really my main focus since I opened Leading Edge was to create a five-star experience for both our tenants and our clients. Um, you know, I think sometimes people will look at tenants and view them as like the enemy or just kind of like annoying, like, oh, you know, they're... The necessary evil. <laughs> but, you know, they're not because they're, you know, also a customer and, you know, they'll also become a home buyer one day, you know. Yeah you know, the percentage. So that's, again, kind of one of my master plans is to create a really good, like, tenant purchasing program. Okay. So using Wiker tools that we have, and yeah, so. Right. Yeah, well, that that's interesting. Uh, and so I, I share that, that similar, there, there's some similarities. I started 2004, you know, I've told others, but our company, we've been around since like 1991. But in 2004, you know, the technology was, you know, it's there, but it, again, there was a lot of gaps. I mean, it did the bare essentials, but I mean, so many different ways of doing things. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, tons of challenges. I mean, and I went to NARPUM and found the same thing. It was like, hey, here's some people talking my language. Oh, it's not just me. This is a... <laughs> This isn't my problem. It's an industry problem. Right. Which is part of the reason I love to connect with folks like you. Uh, Cause I, it's like, there's, there's an instant connection. Like, Oh, you're a broker. Oh, you, you've seen these shifts too. Oh yeah. It's mm -hmm. not just me. It's, it's a, it's a very challenging industry, but you know, there's, there, there's strengths in, in numbers. There's strength in finding collective solutions to collective problems. So I, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so what, um, so you, so you've started leading as 2016, you're connected to Weicker and I, that's what I love of, of, you know, that mindset that you just shared in terms of finding winning solutions for not just the landlord, but also for the tenant. Cause I think similarly, I, there was a day where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, you know, our perspective of the tenant is very different compared to what it is now, so, which is to say, you know, uh, you know, our fiduciaries to the client as it should be, right. um, which is to say sometimes, you know, like, hey, as long as my client's happy, I don't, you know, the tenant, I don't really care if they're happy. But I think online reviews have changed that and they've, they've pushed the industry to another level of, hey, you have to create a winning solution for the tenant as well. So 
Um, have you found like the reviews, you know, online reviews kind of pushing that mindset for you? Yes, definitely. I mean, that is something I'm kind of vigilant about. We actually have a 4.5 on Google. Uh, nice. We've got 41 reviews. So <laughs> my team would tell you I'm probably a little bit uh, crazy with, you know, just keeping track of all that. Um, I guess it really is a KPI for your business. So um, yeah, I think, you know, all businesses, you know, whether it's property management or anything, you know, if you're not, if you aren't staying relevant and if you're not staying up with the times, um, you know, you probably will. Yeah. Die, right? yeah I mean, cause there, there was a time I would say, Hey client, you know, you see my one-star review. Well, that's, that's just a tenant that didn't get their deposit back. They're just upset, you know, ignore those one-star reviews. So, you know, if you're, if you're sitting at a three-star review, Hey, that's good because I did my job. But, you know, I think, um, you know, those days are, are really changing. I mean, you, you gotta dive, I mean, you gotta look at all aspects of that business and making sure you got a winning solution. Right. Well, and I think a lot of it is almost for our peace of mind too. I mean, I don't want my team to be completely stressed out all the time or dealing with people who are angry all the time. Um, so I do work really hard to provide you know, good communication and good solutions. And, you know, of course, sometimes, you know, you're just not going to make everybody happy and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, we, we do have a very weird job because we are the middleman basically. Um, and you know, there's so many different factors, like, especially with work orders, you know, that's, that's a tough one, you know, especially right now with our state being like halfway shut down and, you know, vendors are overloaded, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's, you know, we can't be a miracle worker, but we do our best. So I'm, you know, we're, I'm kind of always evaluating like, you know, does this serve a good purpose for everybody? And, um, you know, is it relieving some stress from our team? Um, and, you know, just having the, the processes in place. And, you know, and I do actually ask my team for feedback as well all the time, which is, I think, important too. Yeah. So, so in terms of, I mean, ha, has your relationship with tenants evolved or have you always had that mindset? Um, I would say at the first brokerage I worked at, um, property management company, that was not the mindset. <clears throat> it was a very, was like, no, it was not a great mindset. So, yeah. uh, so I wouldn't say that I like grew up that way in my management style. Um, but I think, you know, me as a person, that's not my style to, to be that negative toward people. So um, once I was able to, you know, leave that particular brokerage, um, you know, and kind of set things up how I thought that they should be, then it's, it's actually been a lot nicer. So, yeah. you know, yeah, because I think it's important, you know, I, I mean, I come from a strong customer service background. And again, you know, our fiduciary responsibility is to the owner, but at the same time, you know, um, there is that thing of, you know, happy tenants stay longer and they take care of the home and, you know, and, you know, we, and we are professionals. We do a really good job as far as managing our homes and, um, you know, we, and we also want to get that kind of client. I don't want a client who, ne you know, want, will ignore every work order or just say, oh, well, whatever it's, 
you know, we're not going to take care of that. So that, that's for me because that, that is stressful for everybody. That's not fair to our team. That's not fair to the tenant. So that's how I look at it. You know, it seems like the, you know, there, there's conversations within the industry that like, like we're having now that just didn't really take place in the past. And, you know, some things like, you know, in the past, um, I used to see a home like, and, and it could be a C class, a B class or an A class home. It was like, Hey, my job is just to take on whoever comes through the door. Yep. But there wasn't really that rating system of, Hey, that's an A class property with an A class owner. Hey, what, what does that mean? What is an A class owner? So, I mean, we, we've kind of gone through that too, but have you noticed that conversation shifting towards? Um, yes. yes, I have noticed a lot. And again, I don't know if it's kind of always been there and it just was, you know, without social media and everything that we were like, we couldn't talk about it or, you know, just, it wasn't as much or if it's, or if it is the mindset is shifting or people are looking at their like property management brokerage as an actual business. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, especially back even when I worked, like when I first started, you know, you either did sales or property management property management was looked down upon. Um, quite frankly. The redheaded stepchild of real estate. (laughs) um, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to see the shift because I, I do believe that it, um, you know, it helps raise everybody up um, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, So tell me what, do you mind sharing any war stories with me? What, tell me, tell me some uh, war stories. What, What's what's um, the hardest experience or craziest oh gosh situation um, you've seen? <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, well, let's see. I mean, I can tell you what my very first eviction was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I was like a two-month-old property manager, maybe. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, this was back in the day that you know, gosh, what well, would, would have been in probably 2005. And um, it was in Granite Falls, Washington, which at one point in time was the meth capital of the United States. I don't oh, know. Man. Those, but anyway, it wasn't a meth house. But um, yeah, we showed up. And, um, you know, again, I didn't know what I was doing. There was like no training. <laughs> it was like, you know, the other property manager was like, oh, well, you need to buy some black garbage bags and you just meet the sheriff there. I'm like, okay <laughs> with black garbage <laughs> <laughs> so, you know he was there but um so then we had a crew to kind of help clear the house because in in our area um the sheriff does the eviction and then the sheriff will give you an hour to get the house cleared out and that's it mm. so, um we show up and then some guys were like running back and forth between the house and like this detached garage and we were kind of watching them and then Anyway, long story short, yeah, they had a huge grow operation down in the basement. Oh, dang. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, welcome to property management, I guess. I'm like, I don't know if they weren't paying their rent. Those were some really big plants. So, um, yeah, I guess there's that. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I've had crazy, usually they stem around evictions. I mean, I've had, oh, I've had animals left at properties, um, you know, like, we had one tenant move out and called and said, Oh, by the way, I moved and I left my birds there. And she left the cage open. And so when I went in, they're like flying around. 
yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, just, I yeah, that could probably be a good martini. Yeah, you, you know, I almost had a heart attack one time. I was in an empty home and I opened up a cabinet and a cat that had a bit probably jumped out, like leaped oh my gosh. like at me, you know, unaware. I had no clue this cat was there. Um, and this thing had been there probably a week or two. Oh, I mean, it was starving. It was, oh. it jumped at me so hard. I was like, Oh, but anyway, I've, I've had some animals things too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I've never had like a dog or cat left, but I've had like Guinea pigs and, um, the birds and um yeah it's just I always felt so bad for the animals I'm like oh my gosh you know that's kind yeah. of sad but yeah there's yeah lots of crazy crazy stuff so oh yeah it never fails so what so what's the future look at well I mean what if you had the crystal ball um what's the future of property management as an industry what what would you say um I think, and I'm sure my colleagues will not like my answer, but I think we'll actually become more regulated. Yeah. Um, I think it's the writing is on the wall or on the certain states. Um, you know, I mean, I'm in Washington state where it's very um, tenant friendly already. We're also very highly regulated right now with COVID. Um, our eviction moratorium uh, just got extended until October 15th. And, um, that it's not just on evictions. It's like, uh, we can't do rent increases. We can't threaten evictions, So we can't issue a 10 day notice to comply. Uh, we can't um, do anything really. But anyway, so I, I believe that property management as a whole will become more regulated. I think if anything, that'll probably push out the really small mom and pop shops that just haven't been able to kind of keep up. Um, yeah. And I think it'll be a great opportunity for those brokerages that want to purchase um, other brokerages. And um, I think that more people, um, you know, do-it-yourself landlords will probably start looking at hiring a professional. Um, we've actually seen an increase in that here, um, just at, at, with my firm, um, just the calls in the last couple months. Yeah. So, yeah. So you. You mentioned, now you just bought a property management firm, is that correct? I did, yes. Okay. I know, I'm always doing something. <laughs> My friends are like, oh, okay, so what did you do this month? Yeah, so I actually uh, had a great opportunity. Uh, uh, John and I actually started talking around Christmas time, and um, we ended up closing on the business on June 1st. Well, I, I had closed it. I bought it from John. Yeah. Um, so he um, built an, a fantastic business in Skagit County um, for several years. It's like 40, you know, 40 plus years. And mm -hmm. um, he's actually stayed on. So he's going to keep managing kind of that book of business. And um, we're in process of transferring everything over to Leading Edge. And um, then few couple sales brokers also stayed on so they joined Weikert and yeah so that's my so how, how many how many doors are under management currently uh, between the two we've got over 500 okay 500 doors and um, I think we've got five or six sales brokers totally total under Weikert nice yeah so what's what's the future of leading edge what what's the future of you and your book of business where are you going well Looks like 
up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, this, the, this year, the 2020 will finish, um, hopefully kind of transferring all the contracts over to leading edge and then, um, 2021, you know, we'll kind of keep fine tuning those. Um, it really kind of depends on COVID and everything because our hands are kind of tied as far as rent increases and changing terms of contract with tenants. So um, we're kind of taking that day by day, but um, definitely continuing to grow. And like I said before, definitely growing our sales division as well. Um, you know, I'd like to be kind of one of the top sales brokerages in the area as well. So nice. that's about it. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm kind of running out of questions. Um, do you have any last minute uh, words of wisdom or? Uh, yeah, my words of wisdom are get educated. If you're a professional property manager, join NARPM, you know, get involved. And if you uh, are a do-it-yourself landlord, hire a professional. So nice, that's nice. about it. Well, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your professionalism and, and the perspective you bring in pushing the industry forward. Um, so it's, it's been great getting to know you and, and um, I look forward to maybe doing it again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was a really a good time, thank you. Awesome, thank you, Stacy. All right, have a good day. You too.